So tonight's going to be a little different. Uh, this is the third time I was supposed to do the mission report. Uh, one time I couldn't be here because of a family emergency. The second time, uh, I don't know what happened. The third time I was supposed to do it, and I didn't know I was supposed to do it. So uh, here we go. Uh, Acts, the fifth chapter, and verse 20 says, Go. When I think of uh, doing mission work in the Great Commission, you think of Matthew 28, 18 through 20, and Mark 16, 15 and 16, where it tells us to go into all the world, preach the gospel to every soul. He that believeth is baptized shall be saved. When we were studying Acts, uh, the fifth chapter just a few weeks ago with the uh, Bible Bowl, this really hit me. I was like, this literally is what the Great Commission is. It says to go and stand and speak to people. And that's exactly what we are to do as Christians. So today we're going to talk about the mission trip that y'all were able to help us go financially and through prayers. And I know some of you did not, well, most of you did not go, but you were there because of, the, we were there because of the money that you were able to go. So this is the group that left from McMinnville. We left here at like 2 o'clock or 3 o'clock in the morning to be in Nashville at some early hour. I don't even remember. I know I didn't go to sleep because I was afraid I'd oversleep. It's 63 hours if you were to drive straight to where we were at and landed. It's in Eupala, Costa Rica. We were able to fly in to San Jose with your donations. And this is the hotel that we stayed in on the first night. Um, I tried to tell the people that was the first time that they had ever been. I said, the first hotel is going to be very nice. I said, when we get to where we're going, it's not going to be this nice. So do not get used to having this nice, luxurious hotel. Um, and so when we left San Jose the next morning, we had a four-hour bus ride, which turned into about five hours uh, on a little bitty bus, and it just wasn't comfortable, but we knew what our goal was. This is an aerial picture of the area that we were working on this side, I don't know if you can see, there's a little circle on the bottom uh, right-hand corner of the screen. That was uh, like where they did the bull thing, and then there's a big baseball field right beside it. Well, that's where we were just just to the left of that was the church building. We were able to knock all of these doors as that you can see on this screen in three days, roughly, um, with the amount of help that we had. This is the hotel that we were able to stay in. Um, it's not the nicest, <laughs> no hot water, um, and I'm going to show you, it's a kind of a funny picture, but me and Don had the privilege of staying in that green lit room. Uh, there was rooms that had pink lights, orange lights, purple lights. Uh, it's very weird. Some, some rooms didn't even have lights, so I'm not really complaining. Um, but it was... I tried to tell the people the next hotel is not as nice, and so they kind of listened. This is a, a view of the ocean there. They have black sand. Um, I'm just trying to paint a picture of what you would see if you were to go on a trip. This is from the, from the uh, airport, a view looking out to the west of San Jose. Here's some flowers. Everything in Costa Rica as far as scenery is just, just beautiful. Um, this is when we were on Crocodile Bridge. You can just see the mountains. Uh, there's the crocodiles. That's why it's called Crocodile Bridge. You look down and there they are. Uh, that's not a zoo. That's just natural. This is a bus. Um, when you're the size of me and uh, as wide as I am, this ain't comfortable, <laughs> to be honest. Uh, and, and luckily, uh, I had a, not, a lot of nice brethren and sisters in Christ that let me sit in the back and put my feet in the aisle. This is a typical road, and to be honest, out of my five trips to Costa Rica, this has been by far the, uh, the richest area of Costa Rica. They have paved roads in some sorts. The, air condition, or the church building we were in were air-conditioned. Sometimes we weren't as lucky to get nice buses. As you see, there's a group of us crammed in this little van. Uh, 
Luckily, I was in the front seat again. Uh, here's a view of all the people that, some of the people that went with us. Um, Jesse actually liked the food. I was surprised. I was worried about the people that never been if they're going to like the food, but she liked the food. Uh, they had Coca-Cola that you could get. I mean, it's kind of, it's a third world country in a way, but not really in some ways. Um, and here's some of our group members with people that they, that they met on the trip, some locals. Uh, here we are studying. This is Bradley Cover. He's from the Rockcliffe Congregation. Him and his father decided to go with us since it was their first time. Uh, that way they weren't just basically alone. <clears throat> some more pictures of just us kind of in the church building, either before we left out for the day or afterwards or in between. This young man, is, uh, his name is Pablo. Okay, I fell in love with Pablo because he talks as much trash about sports as I do. So me and him, and we even had somewhat of a bet, I guess you could say. We played soccer, us Americans, against the, the Peru people. And I told him we're going to win. I've never played soccer before, but I told him, and I lost. And so he received my book bag as them winning. Here's another translator. Uh, I believe her name was Exa. This is the, one of the first studies that my group, which Josh was a part of, uh, Josh Templeton was a part of my group. And the, the goal of these mission trips are to take younger people and take us old people to teach the younger people how to teach people the gospel. So on the first day we arrived, I told my group, this is a young man named Jedediah, he's from Covington, Tennessee, a sophomore in high school. I said, on Sunday when we start door knocking, I'm going to basically show you all how I do it. I want you to take notes. It's going to be up to you Monday through Thursday on door knocking. I will be there to help you. I will be there to point you in the right direction as far as scripture. If they ask you a question you don't know, I'll try to help you. And if I don't know, we'll get someone else. But this lady was one of the first doors that we knocked on. Uh, she immediately opened the door and let us in, especially after we told her that we were trying to teach people the gospel. She had recently left the Catholicism and was looking for the true religion she could read about in the Bible. This lady was very smart when it comes to, to speaking about biblical things. In fact, she often would say, I know, what, I know what I need to do, but I don't want to do it. So we studied with her for, for several days. Here's a study with Josh is leading. The mother is kind of in the corner over here, and you see her son with her head popped up. I'm going to tell you a funny story about that in just a second. See the cute little girl? That was When we go to these homes... There's no, normally there's kids involved, and we always try to take a woman with us to, to play with the kids. Well, we ran out of women, and so we had a translator that was a woman, and so she really couldn't watch kids and be translating for us, so we all took turns as me, Josh, and Jedediah is, is, is watching over kids. So this cute little girl, she saw me with my iPad, and she's so I decided you can play with it while we're studying. Well, Josh decides to take the young boy on the front porch here and play with him, and uh, the, the mom was comfortable because she could see her daughter in the room and the, as Josh went out on the front porch. We hear Josh out here playing, and then all of a sudden we hear no, and then boom, the kid hits his head on the concrete. So immediately we thought the study was over. The kid was fine. Uh, I just really wanted to tell you about what Josh did and how my kid was safe. So <laughs> if you need a babysitter, I'm just kidding. He did a great job. Here's the same lady we're studying with day two, and, and on this portion... Josh and Jedediah decided they're just going to take turns. Instead of one doing one study all by themselves, they're going to take turns and rotate each study. So here's a picture of Josh leading this study at this lady's house that I just mentioned a few moments ago. This is uh, the, the other person on the screen. That's Adriano, is my translator, which I think she knows Delany. Okay, 
So when I told her I knew Delany, I instantly became like a superstar in her eyes. You know, she's good friends with Delany. And the young man here, is, his name was Aaron. He was a member of the congregation in which we were working with. And this is a typical street. This study that you're looking at here, I'm sitting on the back. I just stuck my phone out and took a picture of what I was seeing while this Bible study was going on. This is a typical street there. Uh, and like I said, this was a richer area, if I could say that. Uh, most roads were dirt roads with, uh, I'm talking just miles of potholes. Um, but this, the school was having a little festive festivity, and this little girl was dressed up going to it. Um, and here's an, uh, an outside view of, of kind of a typical house you're going to see. That's the size of your garage, roughly speaking. Um, and they are content, and they're happy. They don't know that they're poor because this is, is basically being rich in their area. So me, Josh, and Jedediah, we went out to, to have a Bible study, and the lady wasn't at home. So we went back to help with vacation Bible school, help the ladies uh, kind of keep the kids corralled, if you will. And uh, one of the translators said, hey, we need some help on the bus going picking up the kids. And so, of course, we're there to work and to serve. So me and Josh get on the bus, and a uh, bad decision on our part. Uh, the bus typically holds about 25 to 30 people, and there was over 60 kids on this bus by the time we got back to the church building uh, talking to us as if we knew Spanish, and we're just sitting there. And <laughs> I didn't know what to do besides, you know, okay. And, um, this is another study where Austin Fowler is a good friend of mine. He's sitting right here in the corner. He's leading the study, and he was getting asked some questions he wasn't comfortable with and asked if I would go with him, and so we went. And studied with this young couple here. Uh, and you can see Adriana in the back holding the baby. And that's typically uh, what the women that go on these trips would do. Was try to help comfort the babies in the room so we could study with the adults. Um, and it's very instrumental in studying. This is, was my group. Me, Jedediah, Josh, and Adriana. This is, the, I guess, the city or the park that we would go to and eat each day. Um, this was, I, took, I put this up here to tell the story. The little thing in the background is like a little place where you can go and sit and eat your lunch. And so as all of us go and sit and eat our lunch, this, this guy comes up and sits right beside me. And uh, I don't like people in my personal space, and this guy was touching me. So I'm really nervous. Uh, I'm trying to eat my food in peace, and, and he's like rubbing elbows, and he's talking to me. And I don't know what to do, and I can tell he's drunk. Um, so luckily, the police department was right across the street. Uh, the police officer saw what was going on, recognized that we don't belong here. And obviously this guy don't belong beside me touching me. And so the police officers come out and just basically their presence ran these people off. I was never afraid or fearful, but it was just very uncomfortable having someone touch me that I don't know while I'm eating. And so we wanted to take a picture with this police officer so we could uh, put his face in America up here. Okay. I know that's not what this scripture means. But Amy, <laughs> we had a great time. I know we did a lot of work. We did a lot of hard work uh, to bring glory and honor to God. Um, but I saw this, and I was like, everybody's got to see this. <laughs> um, but here's Amy with the kids. Um, seems like the kids just flocked to Amy because she was handing out toys and candy and um, playing with them. Here's Pablo. And this is a young lady named Mandy that we met on the trip. I think this is, is this the first time you had their coffee? Yeah, so this is the first time she had her coffee, and she fell in love. Uh, I don't drink coffee, so I don't know, but supposedly it's very good. And this just kind of gives you an image of what we see. This is someone's backyard. You see the trees. You see the little building. 
That could possibly be someone's house. Uh, this is inside one of the studies that Don was a part of. This is Pablo and Amy, and that's, that's their house. Uh, when I say it's the size of your garage, uh, some were smaller than that. And there's you know, a picture of a house, you know, kind of just from the side view of the street. This is a, a man that's working delivering food. I used to deliver Little Debbie, so I kind of know what it means to deliver, but I definitely wouldn't be delivering Little Debbie's like that. <clears throat> and so one, one day while we're there, a, a gentleman comes by the church building and was asking for money for gas because he has to cut the baseball field um, for, for the kids to have something to do and to basically keep them out of, of doing negative things and worldly things. Well, there's a, a young man, well, not young, he's a little older than me. His name is Jeff Phillips. He's the youth minister at Covington. And actually, he's, he's coming to speak on our summer series next year. That's him catching uh, and pouring sweat. Jeff is a man that I look up to. And, and this, this man comes by and was asking Jeff for gas money. He says, I don't have gas. He says, but if you put the gas in, I'll cut the grass. So Jeff goes and begins to cut the baseball field with a 16 or 18-inch push mower. And when I say the grass was tall, it was over two foot tall, so there was no running with it. It was basically cut a section, take a break, cut a section, take a break. Well, when I saw Jeff doing this, that's being a servant, helping someone, teaching this man the gospel. While Jeff's cutting grass, his translator is teaching this man the gospel. Through these efforts, it led to us getting most of the field cut. Um, and they said, hey, since you cut our field, let's have a game. Knowing me, I'm not going to back down. So we said, sure, you bring your best team, we'll bring ours. Well, one of the guys on our, uh, that came from Covington is an all-star pitcher. So I said, we got this in the bag. Until one of their guys is a, um, he plays MLB, or not MLB, but he plays for the International League. So when Team USA goes and plays, let's just say Team Canada, he's on the Nicaraguan baseball team that plays against our professionals. So I said, hey, I'll play. You know, I used to play baseball. I was okay. Uh, I saw this guy throwing like 80. No chance. I'm going to be the umpire. You just hope that the guy in front of me catches it. We had a good time. And as a result of us taking 30, 40 minutes of playing baseball with these guys, these guys started coming to services. And, in fact, one of the preachers messaged me about two weeks ago saying that they've been faithful in their attendance since our leaving. So that's very encouraging to see. I know that it kind of looks like we're in Costa Rica having fun. But we were doing this with a purpose in mind. Uh, so here we are getting beat up playing baseball. I've already exited the field because we're getting beat so bad. Um, on the right side, this is Amy and Josh playing Frisbee. Imagine that. They didn't find a Frisbee in Costa Rica. She took a bucket lid and cut off. Well, let me back it up. She bought a bucket lid. I cut off the tabs on the side, sliced my finger so she could have a Frisbee. Um, Bad decision on my part to cut on a, a bus bouncing around. Here's some of the kids enjoying some of the simple toys in life to where our kids are just, if it's not technology or a video game, we don't want no part of it. Here's like a 50-cent pair of glasses, and these kids are having a blast. We saw some wildlife while we were there. Uh, here's a picture of a few of the birds that some of the people saw on the trip. I don't know what that is, uh, but it's huge. Uh... I didn't take that picture. I wasn't getting that close. I was going to step on it. Here's something. Uh, I don't know what none of these things are, but here's a bird. I think the bird with Jesse is the same bird that attacked her while someone was saying a prayer. She was sitting there while someone was leading a prayer, and the bird kept biting her foot. Um, here's a frog. Some of the boys found a big frog. Um, here's one of those things again. 
Each night during the gospel meeting, um, us, as I say gringos, us Americans, since we don't understand Spanish speaking, we would go and have uh, an American lesson. Bradley Covert taught one and I taught one. And this is a young man leading singing that's from Mississippi. So we would go and, and fellowship with one another, have a study of God's word, and then go back to the church building. Here's Don's team, Don Pablo, Amy and Regina. Like I told them, it rains almost every day while you're there, so come prepared. Uh, this is them just walking to, I guess, their Bible study. And Amy wasn't the only one that was letting dogs lick on them. Uh, but here we are eating pizza. Uh, one of the best pizzas I've ever had because it had fresh pineapples, like literally sliced that morning. Very good. Um, and the, uh, Regina thought that this picture looked like Don, so she made Don pose with his, pics, his pizza here. Um, we were tired. Everybody worked a lot of hours. We were getting up, um, I would say, about 7 o'clock hour time, and we would work till about 9 o'clock at night. We would go out. We would eat breakfast at the hotel. We'd go door knock. We'd come back, eat lunch, go back and door knock until the gospel meeting was over that night. So a lot of people were tired. This is actually one of the preachers that drives 45 minutes to preach uh, for this congregation. There's two preachers. Both of them work full-time, but he was able to take off the whole week and be with us. Here's some more people asleep and some more and some more. This is the kids during VBS. They had VBS during the day from, nine, I think, 9.30 to 11, and then they had it again at night. Um, the kids absolutely love the smallest things that we take for granted. Um, crayons, markers, colored pencils, coloring paper. Over there, if you bring that, you're, you're going to be their best friend. Gum, just the smallest thing. And as you see, they're drinking out of a plastic bag. That's Kool-Aid that they're drinking. So here's a bunch of the pictures from the kids during the VBS. There's a lady that's... Uh, uh, a member at the Covington Church of Christ who teaches Spanish in a high school. Well, she went on this trip and she said, I'll translate. And so VBS was able to be ran completely by her translating. And so that freed up a translator to go out and door knock each night. So she did a wonderful job uh, with all these kids. And here's one of the local, the, one of the preacher's daughters teaching the kids and talking to them. As you can just see how the smallest things really just make their day. We went there to teach the gospel. Uh, that was our goal. And I think that was accomplished on, on many levels, both spiritually and by our actions in the community. Uh, I'm going to go through a few pictures of where some people were baptized. Well, this is Spencer speaking. Here we go. So here's a young lady and a young man that were baptized, I believe, the first night we were there. And here's two more. Here's the young lady that Jedediah and Josh Templeton uh, studied with for the first three or four days. She was baptized. Here's another young man who was baptized. Here's an older man. And see, the gospel affects so many people. You know, it's not just any age. It's people from all over, from all walks of life. We had a wedding because two people realized they were living in sin. They separated. They were baptized into Christ. Then they were married and moved in together. So they saw the power of the gospel. I don't know if you'll be able to read this. But basically, in one week, we knocked on 382 doors, which was that whole little aerial photo that I showed you. On Saturday, we knocked 142 doors. And then on Thursday, we only knocked three doors. So the reason it went down is because we're knocking on the doors the first day, setting up Bible studies for the rest of the week. So by Thursday, 
we knocked three new doors because everybody was in a Bible study at some, with somebody. We made a little under four, a little over 458 contacts. We had over 171 Bible studies. And when I say a Bible study, I'm not just saying handing a track and say, hey, study this. A Bible study is when we sit down, we go through the Word of God together and spend time studying. When we left, there were 12 baptisms, and since we've returned, there have been an additional three baptisms, totaling of 15 through our efforts uh, in there in Costa Rica. When we look in Acts chapter 5 and verse 20, when they're told uh, the apostles were just freed because they were preaching the gospel, and then they were freed by the angel and said to go stand and speak, that's the same thing we're told in Matthew 28, Mark 16, to go and teach the world. Because if we don't, we're going to need missionaries to come to America and teach our people because we're not. And I'm going to end with verses 41 and 42 of Acts chapter 5. It says, And they departed from the presence of the council after they'd been beaten in verse 40. And they were rejoicing because they were counted worthy to suffer the shame for his name. Verse 42, And daily in the temple and in every house they cease not to teach and preach Jesus Christ. If we were beaten because we're Christians, would you rejoice because we were worthy or counted worthy to be beaten because of Jesus? If you're here this evening and have not put on Christ in baptism, what are you waiting for? We're not promised tomorrow, as, as James tells us. If you are a Christian and you realize maybe you need to uh, make some changes in your life, we're here for you. We're here to support you. We're here to pray for you. And we're most definitely here to help you through your life's journey. If there's any need, we ask that you come as we stand and as we sing.